Welcome in, my friend. It is episode 40. We are only 10 episodes away from 50. I can't believe that. That is so exciting. But what is even more exciting is today's topic, because today we're talking about increasing your momentum in wellness so it's faster and easier for you to stick with. And today we're talking about the external part of it. The last two episodes, we talked about the internal game of creating momentum. Episode 38 was on overcoming the three common limiting beliefs. And then last week in episode 39, we talked about increasing your momentum by making choices out of love versus out of fear, because fear is a huge momentum killer. And those two episodes are important because what your mind, what my mind attends to continually, that's what we're going to believe. And eventually that will be lived out. In addition to training your thoughts and beliefs, though, you also need the practical answers to catch momentum in your wellness, right? So that's what you'll learn in this episode. It's how to overcome those three most common reasons for not making wellness choices as often as you want. You want to transform your life, to take care of your body, to strengthen your mind, and you want to do it in a way that fits your real lifestyle. Real wellness is for you. I'm Sherry Traxler, a transformation mentor, national speaker, and author. And I'm here to help you unlock your capacity to be, do, and have all you want. Join me every week for the proven principles and the strategies that actually work in your real life. It is so exciting that you are here investing in yourself today. Pat yourself on the back. This is where you belong. Welcome to Real Wellness. Remember that your actions teach you what to believe. That is a foundational principle that I teach you in real wellness. So as you take an action, even a micro-commitment action, which you've learned about previously, you begin to overcome a limiting belief. Then as you overcome that belief, it gets easier to take the next action. That next action overcomes another layer of a limiting belief, or it adds a layer of an expansive belief. And it's just this beautiful snowball that begins to happen. Part of that is dealing with the practical side of overcoming those challenges. And the three reasons that are very common that I hear from my clients, I have experienced them myself, is lack of time, lack of energy, and not remembering what the action is that you want to take. One scenario that the lack of time, lack of energy, and remembering to do these actions shows up is in those recurring little issues, those one-off things that happen in your life that derail you. And they, when they seem to happen a lot, they also then spiral things out of control. So let me give you some examples. You've planned on preparing your lunches for the week on the weekend. So let's say on Saturday, you're going to prepare your lunches for the week. But it rained on Friday, so your kid's soccer game got moved to Saturday. And that would be okay, except you've got five other events you're committed to over the weekend, so there is no slack time to get the food prepped. And then you think, oh, well, it'll be okay. I'll do it on Monday, but then Monday's busy. And then you go, what happened to my eating for the week? Another common example is you planned on walking during lunch on, say, Tuesday. But an emergency came up at work, and you barely even got five minutes to eat before the next meeting started. And again, that would be okay, except there seems to be a lot of emergencies every day, and you seem to be the one everybody comes to, and you feel responsible to fix it. And yes, I am raising my hand on that one. 
another example, you planned on journaling and then going to bed on time. Oh, you were so looking forward to that. But then a close friend called or your spouse had a snarly situation. Is snarly a right word? Snarly situation where they needed you to talk through with them. And again, that's no worries if that's a rare occurrence. But when it's layered in with all these other examples and it seems to happen all the time, it feels like you can never catch a break. Real world on this is a client. Now, actually, those three all are real world, too, because I have clients talk to me about situations like that. Kind of a full picture of it, a client who runs a business full time, is planning a wedding for her daughter, takes care of an ailing family member, is involved in multiple volunteer roles, had all these issues, and we did find solutions to them. Another client in a similar situation, in fact, this came up last week. She shared about how tough it is as the sandwich generation, where you've got kids that are growing, they're graduating, they've got all these things going on. And at the same time, you've got parents that are dealing with an illness that you're having to help with, and maybe they're moving and you're helping them downsize and move. It's you're in the middle. And so you've got all of your life going on and you've got people you're helping on both sides of your family. Another client last week, this came up a lot last week, obviously, shared how two weeks had gone very smoothly or relatively smoothly as she's making some new habits. Then in one week, in one week, all of her kids' activities got switched around because of things like rainouts and so forth. Emergencies happened so much at work that one day was a 15-hour day. Got home finally by about 11 or midnight got a tiny bit of sleep, and then was back early the next day. And we talked through the backup plans for healthy eating, and I'm going to share those with you in a bit. But those are the types of things that happen, and they probably have happened to you. The question is, do they happen all the time? And if they do, we need some plans for that. The second scenario is the, I didn't see that coming, life change. Or maybe you saw it coming, but you didn't realize how much it would impact your wellness choices. For me, when my mom battled with cancer um, and then with her death, when I went through a divorce, when my dad was in the hospital and then for an extended time in rehab after a massive stroke, my normal routines, they had a shift, a big shift. On the positive side of change, a client last week was sharing that her ability to stay organized and take care of herself all shifted once she had her second child. She'd expected somehow everything to just fall into place, and it didn't. And now she says she's always feeling unprepared and chaotic, so we're working on time and energy and reminders. A different coaching session last week revealed how a positive job change, and this this was just like having her second child, you know, for this other person, it's a positive job change, but it impacted wellness. And even just in something so small, seemingly a simple, small wellness habit, drinking water, this was the way it came up. It just didn't fall into place with that life, with that life change. She used to drink in her old job, the old routine and rhythm and scenario of life. She would drink some water in the mornings, and then by the time she got ready and had driven to work, she would have drunk four cups of water. By the afternoon, or at least by the time she finished driving home, she would be sure to empty another four-cup water bottle. Just like in episode 19, How to Think About Your Resolution, you need reminders, and her reminder to drink water 
was the cue that, okay, here's the water bottle plus the rhythm of my workday plus driving. Those things, especially, okay, by the time I get to work or by the time I get home, I have to have finished this water bottle. Those cues were no longer there. Her, her new job has a completely different rhythm. Her drive is short or she's working from home. So on either one of those scenarios, she doesn't have that same cue. So that water bottles, she fills them up, but then they sit untouched. And after the call, she created new reminders that fit her current life situation after this life change. And it's starting to work. I am so excited to say. The third scenario, this one really catches us because it's kind of a blind side. We don't even know it's there. And that is what I call false busyness. When It's when you feel like you're always going, but when you really look at it, you really do have time for wellness, but it's hidden behind distraction. When I worked for Vanderbilt Medical Center, one of my clients experienced a huge breakthrough with this. Here's what the conversation was. He and I were talking about what fitness would look like in his life. And he said, Sherry, I just don't have time to work out, especially on the weekends. I am so busy. I responded, okay, well, let's see what we can come up with. Walk me through the past few Saturdays. Well, I get up and I spend time with my family over breakfast. Then I get on the riding lawnmower and I mow my yard. Takes me a couple of hours. Then I come in and I turn on ESPN and watch some, you know, some, you know, sports to to take a break until lunch. And then after lunch, I watch the next sports show. And at this point, he's talking slower because the light bulb is starting to go off. Then he goes, and I watch the shows until we get ready to go out for dinner. Oh, I just feel like I'm busy because I'm doing something all day, but I guess I really do have time for working out on the weekend. Yes. So there may be some times that you are truly busy, things are going on, and then other times something that is a break or entertainment turns into an extended distraction and it's time you actually could be using to prep food or journal or meditate or exercise or whatever your wellness habit is that you're working on. So those are the three scenarios. You've got little issues. They can either be one-offs or they can happen a lot and things can spiral out of control. Second scenario is the life change. I didn't see that coming. Or maybe you did see it coming, but it's still a big life change. Or the third scenario is false busyness. What are the solutions to these? And all of this is based on, all of these solutions are based on this powerful belief. I want you to hear this, write it down, star it, circle it, get it in your head, memorize it. Date the plan, marry the goal. I'm going to repeat that. Date the plan, marry the goal. The goal is to feel great to enjoy great health and wellness so you can easily do life. As one client puts it, it's to feel great and to be capable. But how you get there can change. It can change in different seasons. It can change day to day, week to week, month to month. So one solution is to combine. Like the client who's frustrated with the being the sandwich generation, which is a very common thing for many, many, many people, But guess what she was doing while we talked? She made it a walking meeting. She was walking while we were talking. How can you make your work more active? How can you make your life more active and combine physical activity into your life? Make your workout accomplish a goal. This is something that a couple of weekends ago, 
we were getting ready to do some things in our landscaping and Doug needed to till. And so he borrowed a tiller and tilled for a few hours. And the next day he's going, that was a workout. I'm, I'm sore in some areas that I'm not used to, you know, being sore from workouts. If you have a rushed morning, this is very, very common of, okay, I didn't have my healthy food packed or my workout clothes packed or my walking shoes packed or whatever, because everything is just rushed in the morning. What people are typically going to say with this, if you tell them that, they're going to say, oh, well, just pack everything the night before. Well, that's a no-brainer. And if you're not doing that and you can do that, then go for it. But one of the challenges, a next layer challenge that comes up with that is, but at night, you might be too tired. Or something you have planned in the evening has, you know, a game has run late or somebody needs to talk, what I you know mentioned before. Then that time that you had planned to just kind of methodically pack your lunch and pack your clothes and, you know, pull papers together, whatever it is, now that time is limited. And so you're either going to be losing sleep or rushing. And if you're rushing, then it spikes your adrenaline. And now you're so alert that you can't go to sleep. Here is what has worked for me. And it's something I learned from a friend for a mission trip. And it's making a detailed list when you are not tired. I was getting ready to go on a mission trip to Kenya. And a friend of mine who had been on a similar mission trip several times said, you need to make a list. Because on this particular mission trip, the way things were done, you didn't just go one place and then you were there. You had three or four or five places you were going. And on each place, you had to pack different stuff and shift things around. It was pretty complicated-ish. But I learned the lesson from that, that if you have a list of, okay, we're going to this location to do this type of work, I need X in this suitcase. And then we're going to go to this other place. And so I've got to repack. Well, when you're repacking, what she taught me was when you're repacking, you are running on fumes. You only have a short amount of time. You are sleep deprived. You are jet lagged. And having that list in the suitcases of, okay, on Monday and Tuesday, here's what I need to put in the suitcase. And on Wednesday and Thursday, here's what needs to go in the suitcase. And you're back and forth between your main hotel. That taught me what do I need to do on a weekly basis when life is crazy here back in regular life. Okay, here's what I need to pack for lunches. Here's what I need to pack for workout clothes. It's all written out. And I know that if you're not tired, that sounds like overkill to have everything written out. And I even do that for getting ready for bed. I have my list. I know this sounds funny to some of you, I'm sure. Um, I have my list of these are the like 11 things that I need to do to get ready for bed. And the reason for that is I don't, it's not that I'm not going to remember to brush my teeth. It's not that I'm not going to remember to, you know, wash my face or whatever. But by the time you, you know, take supplements or make sure that the kitchen counter's wiped off or whatever, whatever your list is, I have my list. It's the thinking that makes it hard. It's the having to remember it. Have I done this? What what have I forgotten? It's that thinking part that wakes you back up and that's the struggle. And it sometimes makes you go, oh, forget it. I'll just pack in the morning. And it's the, oh, I'll just pack in the morning. And then the morning is rushed and you don't have it packed. So make a list. The other thing you can do is pack a full week of food 
or pack a full week of clothes, workout clothes for and or the opposite. If you're working out in the mornings and you need to pack your work clothes to take with you to the gym, have all of that ready. Have all of that ready for the full week. Another solution is accepting that scenario one happens. I mentioned the client who had the insane week. The backup plan had worked the week prior. She had a few issues that week. And so her backup plan was, I'm going to have some healthy cans of soup and some bags or boxes of salads for my lunches. I'm just going to go ahead and have those at work. I'm going to have them in the fridge at work or at least where I can just grab and go. And that that really helped the week prior that she had a few little things. But then the weekend was super busy. Things were going crazy. And she's like, oh, I'll just get groceries on Monday. And then because she didn't stock up on that backup plan again, and the week started out crazy and got even crazier, she ended up not having all of that backup plan. So it's okay, what do I need to do? Do I need to do an auto cart? Do I need to have an auto ship so that all of that gets done and ready for you? If scenario one, where you've got all those little issues, if that's where you're living all the time, then take the advice of Jeremy Austell. If you don't have time to do it all, you are doing something you were not called to do because you don't have to do it all. Julie Morgenstern has a 4D method that is just fantastic, and I use it with my clients all the time, is as you look at everything, what can you delete? What can you delay? What can you diminish? What can you delegate? A couple I worked with at Vanderbilt, delaying would have been the answer for them. It was a couple that the husband's mother had gone into a nursing home, and the husband still came to the gym every day to exercise. The wife, who was the daughter-in-law of this woman, felt this false guilt. That's what she was saying. She's like, I I just feel bad to, you know, right after work to go take care of me, to go work out instead of going to see my mother-in-law. It would not have hurt anything to have a delay of 30 minutes or an hour to come by and take care of herself. When you can see life coming for scenario number two, don't lie to yourself that everything will just magically fall into place, that it somehow will you know, be okay. If life is going to be different, plan for it. For an example, you know, is June or July always year-end busy for your work? Plan for that. Maybe that's a time that you need to have a caterer come in and, and cook all your meals for the week or, you know, delivery for that. Maybe that's a time that you plan on okay, my workouts are going to be shorter, but then come July, I'm going to start doing some longer hikes, something to get back into shape. Are you in the middle of a recent life change? Like for me, when my dad had a stroke and was in the hospital, I walked a lot of stairs in the hospital. And then weekends, there was a lot less cooking and a lot more frozen thing, you know, things that were from frozen, things that were just healthy still options, but that were a lot less time intensive. If this is something you're struggling with and you're serious about moving from struggling to momentum, I have a challenge for you and it'll shake things up and get you going. It's not sprinkle the fairy dust and it's all going to be better, but it does work. And working with a mentor or coach does make it easier and faster. So feel free to reach out and I'll be happy to support you. Here's your challenge for one week, one full week, 
track your time and your energy. And then ask yourself these three questions. What is my wellness goal? Not the method, but the result that I want. Question number two, if there was zero time for working out, for preparing healthy food, for managing stress, and you are completely committed to live a wellness lifestyle, what super creative ways can you live it? When you have this plan of here's how I'm going to live wellness, even if there is zero time for this, then when scenario one happens or scenario two, there's life change, there's little issues, you do not get derailed. You keep the momentum. It's when you auto ship the grocery cart. It's when you have walking meetings. It's when you meditate in the shower. Those times that there's no time at all, here's my backup plan. And then question number three, when you look at that time and that energy lock that you kept for that full week, ask yourself, what's essential that only you can do? I am so proud of you for investing the time and effort and energy to listen today, to take stock of how do I get more momentum? How do I overcome some of these challenges? And reach out to me, either sherry at thevirialife.com or reach out to me on social media. Let me know what solutions you're going to use. Let me know what insights you get from the week of tracking your time and your energy. That will be something interesting for us to to dialogue about and, and see what we can help you with. Thanks so much for being here and talk with you next week. Thank you for joining me and investing in yourself today. Who else do you know who needs to hear this? Share this episode with a friend. And until next time, find your path to real wellness and fulfill your potential.